Talking to the Bike, brought to you by RSN Sports, Best in the Business, Parmar, and Brent's Plumbing. Welcome to episode 14 of Talking to the Mike. We have a very special guest this evening, a standout football player at Winfield and Marshall, who went on to become much more than an athlete. He became a state trooper, which is uh, one of the men and women we truly respect here in the state of West Virginia, and even went beyond that. A friend I've known for over 40 years. Welcome, Rob Cunningham. Thank you, Mike. Good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you, Rob. Before we get started, I touched on some of uh, your career. Could you tell us about your athletic career, about uh, what you went into after school? Sure. After I I graduated from Marshall, um, and then I I became a West Virginia State Trooper. Um, I was a a trooper for uh, nine years. And after that, uh, I got hired with uh, ATF, and I'm a special agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Yeah, actually, I knew that. I just didn't know if I was allowed to say it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I'm closing in. I've been there almost 20 years now. Wow, congratulations, Robin, and we appreciate your service. Uh, You currently are on the Putnam County Board of Education? That is correct. I'm... uh, I, I'm, I hold the position of president, but, uh, you know, I'm a board member. You're all board members, but I, I've been elected as the president of the board. Well, that's pretty good stuff there, Robin. Congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> it, it, believe me, it, it, it's true public service. You don't do it for the money. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thankless job, I can, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but the reason I wanted you on tonight uh, was to talk about the – controversy if that's the correct word of this year's sports and school situation dealing with COVID-19 I'm sure you've got a million phone calls and again you're in a thankless no-win situation so I'm going to give you the forum and just let you talk and uh you know express your feelings and then we'll go from there okay very well thank you um you know the you know this COVID is real. I, I completely understand that. My my uh, my a member of my family has had it and recovered. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, when you interviewed Bray Boggs, I think it was last week. Bray uh, Bray was talking about one of their players getting COVID. That was my son. So so I I completely uh, you know I understand he I understand it's real. I understand you know. It attacks people differently, but the uh, you know, this the way it's been handled has taken away life experiences for our children that uh, they're never going to get back. Um, you know, last year it, it, you know, in March is when is when the state started shutting down and they started canceling state championships and tournaments and. Um, you know, there there were student athletes that were in the semifinals of the bas- of the girls basketball, you know, poised to be able to play in a state championship, that and it was just taken away from them. Um, it, you know, it it happened again this year, 
um, you know, the, we had three volleyball teams in Putnam County and three football teams in Putnam County getting ready to go to the uh, to to the volleyball teams are going to play in the state state volleyball tournament and the football teams are going to play in the the state uh, football uh, the playoffs state football playoffs and just because the this the map color code was uh, not favorable everything these these student athletes have worked for some of them since they was you know five years old playing youth sports um get to their to their senior year of high school and it's it's just stopped with no control of their own you know they they didn't it's not because of anything they did or anything they didn't do it's because someone else made this decision um to take it away from them and uh, I mean, you know, I've been pretty vocal and been a been a real advocate, uh, not only for uh, sports, but more importantly for getting our children in school. Um, you know, I, I've I get a daily report on how many uh, how many students or employees in Putnam County are uh, tested positive for COVID. I get a report once a day, and when I look at that report. And it says, you know, we had one person who tested positive for COVID and we had, uh, you know, we've got 15 people who were quarantined because they were exposed to this person. When you look at the, the numbers that they're compiling now for the county, I mean, you know, right now Putnam County is running between 50 and 60 positives a day. Well, those 50 or 60 positives are outside of the school system. The school system is not what is is driving the this pandemic um, but yet the children are be, are the ones that are you know are getting the brunt you know the raw end of the deal because they're the ones that are being told you can't go to school you're they're the ones that are being told you know no we know you've played football or you've played volleyball or you've played basketball uh all season you've done everything you're supposed to do and now all of a sudden because uh, there's an outbreak in the county. You can't play. So I, I'm pretty outspoken about it. I didn't. I, I don't like how it's been handled. Um, I don't like. Uh, I don't like taking away the education opportunities for these children. I don't like taking away the the uh, extracurricular athletic band, any extracurricular activity from these children because. Uh, and Mike, you you know as well as I do, uh, you know when I went to Marshall and played football, there there's some guys I played football with that never would have, they wouldn't, if it wasn't for football, they never would have got a college degree. Um, they right. wouldn't have had the opportunity. So, um, yeah, athletics are important. Academics are paramount, and um, you know it, I I think we've got to do better of getting our children in school and and getting them so they can perform, they can participate in these extracurricular activities. Rob, let me touch on a couple of things. Um, You know, you talked about life experiences and and you and I played at a high level of high school football and you played on some, some very successful teams at Winfield high under Leon McCoy. Yes. And there's, there's nothing like a Friday night light with four or 5,000 or more people in the stands to run out through the band, cheerleaders screaming. And you're right. Those kids will never 
get that back. And it is a shame uh, because we all have those great memories. The second thing is you talked about, um, you know, kids basically paying the price and not getting the reward. You know, I yeah. talked to Alan Osborne, the Poker High School basketball coach. We had him on a couple of nights ago. And he, he said, you know, look, we had a 12-week conditioning program leading up to the season, and then it stopped. And to go along with that, Mick Price's one of his concerns was, okay, we're not allowed in the gym. When we have kids in the gym, we know where they're at, we know what they're doing, and we can keep them safe. And now somebody somewhere, I would say the governor's office, is going to make a decision, hey, basketball's back on, and they just are going to expect them to roll the ball out there and go at it. And that is completely unfair to the kids, the coaches, the communities. You want to touch on that? Absolutely. And, and, you know, they have that mandate. They're not, you know, they're closing down WVSSAC uh, events. You can't practice, you can't play. Well, uh, here in Putnam County, go over to the, uh, go over to the Y and watch, see what's happening. I mean, all those kids that can't play, they're over there playing. Go to, uh, go, go to one of the local parks on a, on a day that it's, it's fairly warm and, uh, they're out there. All all those kids are out there playing. Um, so you know that I know that they are treating it as it's in a you know, these kids are in a vacuum and they're not. Um, you know the numbers just have not supported that the school system. And you know in Putnam County we have uh, we have ninety five hundred students in this county. We have a, a little more than thirteen hundred employees in this county. And the numbers we're getting of positives are are less than one percent of the p of the positives that you're getting throughout the county. So wow. the the students the students are the ones that are being put in the corner and said you can't participate because the pandemic is somewhere else. It's not in the school system. Well, Rob, that brings me to my next question. Um, testing. What exactly uh, are the schools doing to test uh, students and the staff? Is it is it a daily, uh, you know, I get tested in the morning. I know by the afternoon if I have it or not, or just how does that work? No, sir. It's uh, the, we, Putnam County has the system set up with the, with the, uh, Putnam County Health Department, and we're following their guidance when it comes to the medic medical aspect of it. Um, and, and you know, the when you talk to the the people at the health department, uh, they don't always agree with what's coming down from the state level. Um, but they're in a position they have to follow what's coming down from from the state level. And you know, that's kind of the same position I'm in as being on the school board. Um, you know, we've gotten to the point that as school elected school board members, we can't even decide when we're going to start school or end school. Um, you know, the West Virginia Code gives the authority to open and close your county school system to each superintendent in the counties. 
um, you know, our superintendent that you know that's been taken away from it. That it's all coming from, you know, from the governor's office is where it's coming from. Uh, you know, I started when these problems came up when you know, when the when these problems first started to develop. You know, I started talking to people. I talked to people at the state school board. I talked to uh, talked to people at uh, the SSAC. I talked to people at uh, the governor's office and in the state legislature and the House of Delegates, and the decision is being made from the governor's office. That's that he is the one that's had the ultimate decision. And the way currently the way the law set the law reads, if we're in a state of emergency, he has that authority. Well, we've been in a state of emergency now for nine plus months. Well it's very interesting, Rob, and I appreciate the insight. Um you know and again, folks, Rob is a, uh, a distinguished pillar of the community. He is uh, uh, someone that has a child in the school system. And I can assure you he would not put his child at risk if he didn't think uh, the proper proper precautions were being taken. Um, and, and it's a tough situation, Rob. I, I don't have any kids, but uh, I can, can't imagine – the parents' dilemma of of deciding what to do, and that is nothing against the school board or anybody. It just you know it, some people have taken this more serious than others. Um, is that what you're finding? Well, you know, Mike, I, I'm of the opinion that I, I I think the adults need to make their own decision for their own children. Um, you know, if I feel comfortable with sending my child to school and sending my child to basketball practice or sending my child to cheerleading practice, um, then I should do it. And I should have that that ability to do it. If uh, you know, but as a parent, I'm not I don't have I'm not being I'm not allowed to make that decision. Now, I'm being force fed that, you know, because there's 60 cases in Putnam County this week. Well, I can't send my child to school, and I can't uh, uh, I can't allow them to participate in extracurricular activity. I mean, we can't even we they even canceled math field day throughout the state for for the whole state of West Virginia this year. And and for a, an academic uh, participant, that is just like the playoffs, correct? Ab- absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, it is. Uh, it, it, it is, you know, round one, round two, and and the final round of the of the high school football playoffs. Uh, that's that's what Mouth Field Day is. That's what the science fair is. And you know, at the end of the day, the the purpose we have school is for education, and everything. You know, the extracurricular is a lot of times that is the vehicle that gets kids to stay interested in their education is because you know i know if i go to if i go to school and i i make uh make good enough grades i'll be able to participate in track or i'll be able to play in the band and you know all that's being taken away and you know, what we're seeing now i you know i read an article superintendent uh, that superintendent birch uh wrote about the uh the failures of the uh, of the distance learning and you know, I know that the failure rate has for our high school students has really increased this year with our distance learning. And you know, as as a board member, I feel like you know we're failing 
the uh, the students, but I don't know what else we can do. I mean, we're being told you can't can't have them come to school. So you, you know, what what did we do in Putnam County? We went and bought computers for all of our students. Um, you know, we 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 did that uh, in a about a six or seven month period of time. We bought computers and and or iPads, depending on your grade level, for every every student in Putnam County. Um, That's pretty which, com- you know, pretty commendable, Rob. Well, it 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 was a financial, uh, you know, it was it, it was a financial obligation. There's no doubt. And you know, I, I just the, at the last board meeting, you know, Toyota realized our problems that that some of the issues we're, we're having with internet and the infrastructure to be able to do distance learning. Um, Toyota just gave us two hundred thousand dollars to buy hotspots for our children. So. Uh, yeah, we're doing everything we can do, but the public school system in West Virginia is not set up to be a distance learning uh, platform. It's set up to be an in-person platform. Let me ask you a question, Rob. Of the 60 right. cases you talk about in Putnam County, what is the approximate population of Putnam County? Uh, 56 Fifty-six, and when I said sixty, I'm talking about sixty positives a day. Right. That 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 you know that's what they're. If you go back and look, they're they're running between you know fifty and sixty positives a day right now. But there, there's about fifty-six thousand people in in Putnam County. So that's uh, a low percentage when you when you figure the math out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we're not having any problems at all in the schools. I mean, well, I relatively, relatively to that percentage. That's it's a very low percentage of, of positives. You know, our our biggest issue we're having is you'll get one child that's positive or you'll get one employee that's positive. Well, especially like at the elementary school level, well, you'll have, uh, let's say, a teacher test positive. My goodness, you're going to have 20 students that are probably going to be in quarantine. Whereas if you have a high school teacher that would test positive, um, you you may end up having four or five, and it's just the nature of, of the grade level of the uh, of the in person learning. Do you find more cases at the elementary, middle school, or high school levels? I and I couldn't tell you exactly. I can tell you what it seems like to me. It seems like to me more probably elementary level. Um, but, you know, we're talking you know, in one week's time. I may, you know, we may be notified of five, six positives. And, you know, the quarantines are what, you know, is what really hurts us because when we start quarantining, um, we start quarantining our employees, we end up having. Uh, you know, we have a shortage of of substitutes, not not only for teachers, but also for support support personnel. Uh, you know, bus drivers, uh, mechanics, stuff like you know, positions like that. And you know, we can't fill them. You know, we we do so. You know, we end up we we had one event at an elementary school. We had we couldn't have enough substitutes, so we had to close the school for two or three days until we could get some people off of. Uh, uh, off of quarantine. How long do you quarantine those, Rob? Uh, 
the health department's the one that that makes that decision. Um, my understanding is they're going. It's either ten or fourteen days from from the onset of of you know when the the infected person has the symptoms. It it's uh, you know it's either ten or fourteen days. And I'll tell you, I from my own experience, you know, my son had COVID, and after ten days, he was better. You know, he felt he felt he was better. He could go out in the community. And the other four people in my family, we still had to sit sit at the house for for four more days because we had to do we had to spend fourteen days in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I actually I had my I got fourteen days in jail myself. I had surgery yep. and uh, come out of the hospital, and they put me in quarantine in a nursing home, and yeah, uh, yeah I couldn't see my wife or, yeah. or relatives or anybody, and uh, I can only imagine uh, having a family being quarantined for 14 days uh it's just but but again you know people are trying to do their best i understand yeah and, and i know you are and uh rob let's switch gears a little bit on this okay for those that don't know it rob is also a skilled photographer <laughs> and he posts a lot of pictures that he takes of games but another thing i want to touch on rob last week or so was the anniversary of the Marshall plane crash. Yes, sir. And you are a son of Marshall. Yes, sir. And I talked to uh, several people about that. Uh, Frank Gardenia, who is a big Marshall guy. Uh, I had him on and I've talked to some other guys that I've known. Red Dawson is a friend of mine and I hope to have him on soon to talk about it. I I didn't want to bother him during and around that date. Uh, Yes, because it is still an emotional deal with him, even though he talks about it today, it's still very emotional for him. But yeah. Rob, tell me in your words what what the remembrance of those seventy five mean to to alumni and former players. Well, I I tell you, Mike, it was when I was playing there. You you really get the you feel the gravity of what a horrible event that was. Um, just because the your coaches and the people in the athletic department and the people in, in, in the town, they all talk about it. I mean, that was 50 years ago, and it's you know, still talked about like it, it happened last week. Um, you know, the, every one of those uh, individuals that were on the plane, you know, they're revered in, in, in Cabell County and in Huntington. And definitely within the athletic department at Marshall, um, you know, it. Uh, I, I talked to uh, Bob Payne, who his son Ethan signed and is going to go go play at Marshall. And I, I explained to him that it's he's Ethan's going to learn what a great tradition and how fortunate you are to be a part of that tradition. Um, just just by going down there by playing. And having the people who have been around the program uh, talk to you about the program. Uh, you know, when I played down there, Keith, Keith Morehouse was, you know, he was a sideline reporter. Where, you know, you start talking to Keith with that going, you realize Keith has firsthand, it's a first, firsthand deal for him because, you know, his, his dad was killed on, in that plane, plane crash. So, I mean, it, it is, it, it's a tremendous honor to be able to be a part of it. Um, you know, my, my daughter 
she she's a sophomore down there now at Marshall. And you know, each year, the first year I told her, I said, you need to make sure on uh, November 14th, you're over at the student center and you go to, to the uh, turning off of the fountain. I said, it's very important because that you'll understand how lucky you are to be able to uh, attend college, complete college, and be a part of the tradition of uh, Marshall University. Yeah, and you know, Doc Holliday has done a great, great job instilling uh, that memory in the players of his teams as they come in. And uh, that's to be said, something good to be said about Doc. Uh, also, he's got a great team this year. Uh, oh, absolutely. The effort is just uh, tremendous, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I was, uh, matter of fact, just today, I was texting uh, Brad Lambert, who's the defensive coordinator at uh, Marshall. And I, I told him he, he has that defense playing like he's Buddy Ryan. He, he just laughed. He said, I'm not Buddy Ryan. Yeah, they they <laughs> they really fly to the ball. Well, let me let me mention something else, Rob. You may not realize this, or you may, but through Putnam County, we have a connection to the Marshall plane crash. If you remember the our tight end, Les Moss. Yes. He is uh he his father, Perry Moss was the coach that recruited all those players. Really? Well, yeah. I, I, that's – that's because yeah, Perry left the year before the plane crash, didn't he? That's right. He got, he, yeah. he, uh, he got fired, yeah. uh, and I was around Perry quite a bit. The plane crash was never mentioned, uh, other than the fact he did mention Teddy Shoebridge, who was the quarterback on that team. Right. And what a great athlete he was. And uh, Perry was very close to him. And uh, so that's something I've talked to Les about um, that was really not mentioned in their household, as you can imagine. Uh, yes. So, but but we have that connection also. Wow. Yeah. Hey, buddy. What I have found throughout life is it's an awful small world. Yep. Well, look, Rob, I got some good news and I got some bad news. All right. The good news is at the end of our show, we give away a prize to the guests. All right. The bad news is since you went to Winfield High School, we suddenly can't find the prize. <laughs> no, I expected that. <laughs> now, what, <laughs> Rob, well, me and Rob, uh, Winfield High School and Poker House were, were big rivalries. And Rob used to kick my butt on Friday nights. And uh, he was a great player, and he gave us some insight to just how things are being handled, his thoughts on the concerns of the kids, both academically and athletically. And, uh, Rob, I couldn't appreciate you more and hope you'll come back. Well, Mike, buddy, I appreciate the offer. And anytime you give me a call and we'll work it out. All right. How would I do you on the interview? You did outstanding, buddy. Outstanding. Well, I'm getting better. I'm a rookie. But, uh, <laughs> Rob, take care. And if you have any other concerns, let me know and we'll get you on. All right, Mike. Thank you, buddy. You take care. You too. Rob Cunningham, um, president of the Putnam County Board of Education. Talking to the Mike brought to you by RSN Sports, best in the business, Parmar, and Brent's Plumbing.